Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions from what the universe is made of to why not everyone can touch their toes. I am your host, Claire Maldarelli. And I'm producer Jess Bodie. Before we dive into today's question, I wanted to announce that this will be the final episode of season one of Ask Us Anything. It has been an incredible ride and we are so excited to dive into season two later this year. If you have questions that you want answered in season two, shoot an email to ask at popsci.com or contact us on Instagram or Twitter at askpopsipod. We're looking forward to hearing your mind-burning questions. Anyway, back to the episode at hand. Jess, what do the people want to know today? Absolutely, yeah. So this time the question is, why can't humans see more colors than we do? Ooh, wow, trippy. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Well, I will say that I think our vision is already pretty colorful, But it is true that we can't see the entire spectrum of color. And maybe we simply just don't know what we are missing? Perhaps we'll never know for sure. More on this in a minute. Hey, Ask Us Anything fans. It's Corinne, the editor-in-chief here at Popular Science, jumping in to let you know about our brand new digital exclusive magazines. These quarterly issues feature our award-winning science journalism, the very best gadgets, and, of course, answers to your most mind-burning questions. But being an official PopSci subscriber gets you so much more than that. Our desktop and mobile apps have a catalog of more than 15 years of back issues. My favorite new feature? Siri or Google Assistant will read you the magazine. That means you can listen to PopSci the way you would listen to a podcast. To get in on the action, go to popsci.com slash subscribe. Our very first digital issue, which is all about the science and necessity of finding chill, is already there waiting for you to dig in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They do wonderful things for us. I'd like to start this episode by appreciating all the wonderful things our eyeballs and brain already do for us and all the colors we do see. Mm, Yes, the glass half full approach. Yes, I am truly a glass half full kind of gal. Nice, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there is so much beauty in the world that relies on color. 
a soft rainbow after a sun shower, the shifting hues of a sun as it sets over the horizon, and the bright colors of poisonous insects and frogs that single themselves as dangerous. We see all these colors thanks to our eyes and brains. Our eyes contain two types of cells called cone cells and rod cells. Rod cells enable us to see in grayscale, which comes in handy at night when hues are more subdued. Cone cells, on the other hand, enable us to see in color. Our two eyeballs contain a total of about six or seven million cone cells. Humans with typical vision have three types of cone cells, and each is responsible for absorbing a different wavelength of light. That translates into an ability to see three different colors red, green, and blue. Using these three channels to perceive color is called trichromacy or trichromatism. Those three color wavelengths and the additional colors they make when combined in various ways make up what we know as the visible spectrum of light. But how does this actually work? How do we actually see color? Well, when a certain wavelength of light passes through the cornea, it hits one of these cone cells. The cells then send a signal through neurons up to the optic nerve, which relays a message to the brain and processes that data. Oh, so color is like all in our heads? Kind of, but I mean everything is all in our heads. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It's like galaxy brain. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, the reason we see color at all is still not completely clear. But most evolutionary biologists and geneticists agree that it must be because it provided our ancient ancestors with an advantage that helped them survive. Having the ability to see in color lets us distinguish a ripe fruit from a not-quite-ready one. It also aids us in distinguishing and remembering potentially dangerous species. But some people don't see as many colors as others, right? Like, what about colorblindness? Right. So the most common type of colorblindness, or color vision deficiency, is what's called dichromacy. This happens when a genetic mutation prevents a person from producing one of the three cones I just mentioned. For example, an inability to perceive red, known as protonopia, is among the most common forms of dichromacy. So, in these cases, folks only have the cones that absorb blue and green light, and they see the world in shades of these colors and their combinations. Okay, yeah, I got you. But it seems like even people with so-called normal vision are stuck seeing a pretty small slice of colors. Like, just how narrow is that visible light spectrum? It's pretty narrow when you think about the entire light spectrum. Wavelengths that are longer than visible light include radio waves, microwaves, and the infrared. And those that are shorter include UV, X-rays, gamma rays, and cosmic rays. But if seeing color is so beneficial to our survival, then wouldn't more be even better? For example, detecting light with shorter wavelengths than we currently can now would allow us to see more purplish hues. And on the other hand, seeing longer wavelengths like in the infrared spectrum would enable us to have the ultimate night vision. What the heck? I want to see all of these things. 
Same. I think I would pick night vision over any other special vision. Yeah. But sadly, we probably won't ever have it. It's likely that the reason we don't see past our own visible light spectrum is because we simply don't need to. We've evolved such that we survive just fine without it. Though that's not true of every species, bees can see an ultraviolet light for much the same reason we can't. Research suggests certain flowers co-evolved with bees to have patterns of UV light within their petals. This attracts the bees who can see in UV light. The bees then pollinate the plants and take the nectar from the flower as a reward. But we aren't flower pollinators, and there's nothing we do on a daily basis that requires UV light. Such a bummer. Agreed. And on the other end of the spectrum, some snakes have evolved to sense infrared light. Vipers, pythons, and boas have these tiny holes called pit organs on their faces, which can detect infrared radiation from the warmth of living beings from up to about three feet away. This makes it easier for them to hunt at night. But again, when do humans ever really need to hunt for tiny critters in the dark? Not often, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So while it would be cool for us to see an ultraviolet light or to sense infrared rays, what we've got, seeing a beautiful sunset or the range of colors in wildflowers, is really pretty good. Yeah, you're right. I'll take it. We do actually have it pretty good. Thanks, Claire. My pleasure. As a reminder, we will be back for season two later this year. In the meantime, send us your questions via email, Twitter, or Instagram. See you soon. Got a question for the editors of Popular Science? Send an email to ask at popsci.com. Ask Us Anything is produced by the editors of Popular Science. This episode was written and reported by me, Claire Maldarelli, with additional editing and audio engineering by Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Billy Cadden for writing our theme song and to Katie Belloff for creating our logo. If you like our show, consider rating it on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. It helps us a lot. For more PopSci audio content, be sure to check out our sibling podcast, The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. I'm Claire Maldarelli. Thanks for listening.